one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great compliance stories, and our first story of the day is from Raspberry Wines. Carry-on bag is too big? I'll just wear my clothes then. Another post on here reminded me of this story from several years ago when I was a student in backpacking across Europe. I was flying with a budget airline with a carry-on only. I had one small suitcase that was within the maximum size requirements and a small purse. As I got in line to board, an employee pulled me out of the line to ask me to put the suitcase in their middle sizer. The suitcase was pretty full and bulging a bit, so even though it was the right size, it didn't go into the sizer easily and the employee stopped me from pushing the suitcase in, saying it needed to fit into the sizer without using any force. She tried to get me to check my bag for 60 euros, which was a lot of money for me at the time. Instead, I opened up my suitcase in front of her and proceeded to start putting on several items of clothing. I was already wearing a sweater and ended up putting on a t-shirt, a long sleeve, another sweater, and a cardigan. Closed my suitcase and it suddenly fit into the sizer without force. She begrudgingly let me board while wearing my five tops. As soon as they scanned my ticket and checked my ID, I pulled over to the side, opened my suitcase, took off all the extra layers, put them back in my suitcase, and continued down the runway to the plane all within view of the employee that tried to get me to check my bag. Apparently there's a decent amount of people in the comments saying if it didn't fit it didn't fit and they should have paid to check it, but I think that's just flat out ridiculous. If your bag is just slightly too big, are you comfortable enough pulling clothes out of there to just throw on, even if it means you have to walk onto the plane wearing the clothes? Let me know how you guys feel in the comments down below. Our next story is from Comprehensive Cell 649 Give me a hand. So, my old manager was a jerk. He barely did his job and would bend backwards over his employees to avoid conflict. Imagine the most lily-livered person ever, add screaming for no good reason, and there you have him. Now, one of my coworkers gives no craps. He also has a missing arm. He tells a different story every time you ask him about it. These stories have included everything from a bear to rescuing his wife from vampires and i asked his wife she repeated the vampire story so that's the most likely story he has a prosthetic arm to help him out it doesn't get in the way of his work at all and he's kind of fun to be around one day my old manager walked into the room we were in pissed about something insignificant as usual spied my coworker and i and screamed give me a hand my coworker rolled up his sleeve, ripped off his prosthetic, and flung it at the jerk's face. To his credit, the rat dodged it in a rather impressive display of flight. He then ruined his impressive momentum by screaming some gargling slobber, then ran to his office where he screamed into the phone about discipline and respect. This incident was apparently the straw that broke the blowfish's back because the manager quit not long after, citing a hostile work environment. We now have a manager who's a wonderful person who could actually lead a horse to water and is patient enough to wait for it to drink. 
I'm not gonna lie, the first thing that popped into my mind in regards to this story was Toy Story. One of the toys loses an arm and has it loose. Another toy is trying to escape a house and yells over, Hey, can you give me a hand here? And the melancholy toy that has the lost arm just chucks the arm over at them. Like a surprisingly similar story. Our next story is from No Gear 8270. Too helpful? My great grandpa had a cure. The last of my grandfather's funny stories once again happened to his father-in-law. My great-grandfather was a firefighter, and there was always one policeman who would race to arrive at accidents and other scenes first. He would stick his chest out and act like a big man while the firefighters were working and help direct things that didn't need directing. One day he was, once again first, acting the big man. He turned to my great-grandfather and made the mistake of offering help. My grandfather handed him a bucket, pointed to an object near the accident and said, Sure, can you go pick that up for me? Sure, the officer said and walked over to find a severed head from a motorcycle accident. He was never first to arrive again and sure as heck didn't offer help anymore. I was actually going to say that this is a pretty shocking story, but apparently from what people are saying, firefighters tell the most, I'll say, brutally graphic stories without like even a second thought. I don't know if it's like as a coping mechanism or it's something that's just been so normalized for them, but apparently some of the stories they just casually drop are pretty crazy. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. We have another story from NoGear8270, how my great grandfather got into the firehouse. This is another of my grandfather's stories, though it happened to his father-in-law. So, my great-grandfather, the father-in-law, was the first Latino hired to a fire department in a very large California city. He, along with the sole African-American, were told their living quarters were in a glorified shed in the back of the firehouse. Naturally, both were pissed about it, but what were you going to do? Well, my great-grandfather was a darn smart man and had been trained to cook very well by his mother, so he hatched a plan. He brought in a camp stove and a fan, put the fan in the window and the camp stove behind it. He proceeded to cook the most amazing smelling meals. While the boys in the big house were struggling not to burn their hot dogs and hamburgers night after night, the other firefighters would wander by the shed to see what was cooking and see if they could score a plate. His answer was something along the lines of, well dang, sorry, our quarters aren't really suited to cooking for more than two. Shame we can't live in the firehouse where there's a proper kitchen to feed everyone from. It didn't take long before the segregated quarters were back to being a shed. He took his turn cooking like all the guys, and you can bet they looked forward to his meals. I think this just goes to show that food is the great equalizer of mankind. Now I'm not suggesting that food is the answer to racism, but I am saying it sure did help in this situation. Our next story is from Chris Hit him back? Alright. This was plenty of years ago, back when I was a four-year-old. We lived in a townhouse neighborhood with a playground in the middle. Me and my older brother, 11-year-old, were playing in the playground behind our house and being the mean older brother, he liked to hit me and I ran into my parents crying. My mom, tired of this constant play, tells me to just hit him back when he hits you. And as a kid, I know I couldn't really do anything to an 11-year-old, so I started planning in my child mind of how to hit him back. I then proceeded to find a 2x4 from a neighbor's backyard who was fixing their fence, and I hit around a corner. When my brother went to try to head home, the second he rounded the corner, 
four-year-old me smacks him in the head with it, and I run back to my mom scared I would get hit again, and my brother followed me back. After my mom saw him, he was rushed to the hospital because I'd split his scalp open and he needed stitches. I never got in trouble because I listened to my mom's words. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. We fought for years after, but that ended after we grew older. Man, I don't know what it is about siblings, but especially, like, when you're a couple of young kids, you're just dumb. Like, I remember I used to fight all the time with my brother, you know, fist fights when we were kids. Now that we're older, I don't think we could get along any better than we do. But man, back then we found something to fight about. Our next story is from Tress Crooked Willow, COVID and the beauty shop. Sad to say I'm a late contractor of COVID. I finally caught the bug after being so careful. I've done the best I can to protect myself and others during the pandemic. I've happily respected science, staying quiet while others spout their southern USA theories of linking politics to the virus, and I still wear a mask into highly populated closed spaces. Until one day, Monday, a student, teenager, coughed in my face. I knew it, my streak was over. I lived a couple of days without any symptoms. I even stopped worrying about it by Saturday. Until Sunday, 2pm, my first sniffle. I didn't even bother with an instant test. I drove myself to the urgent care for a PCR. Results back by mid-morning, next day, positive. Unfortunately, I would have to cancel my long-standing once-a-month hair appointment for Monday at 3pm. Out of courtesy, I emailed the shop on Sunday to let them know I might have to cancel depending on results. I mean, I could be overreacting, right? It could just be allergies, right? As it wasn't allergies and my test was positive, I called the shop to let them know of the changes. 
I'm assuming this type of cancellation is commonplace these days. I've never cancelled an appointment with this shop and I've been a customer since their creation. I'll say the conversation was quite amusing with the shop receptionist. I say hi shop receptionist, this is me and I'm confirming my cancellation because I have COVID and I think it's best if I follow protocol and isolate. They say, oh I'm so sorry to hear that. Unfortunately, I'll have to charge you the full amount of your appointment because you cancelled less than 24 hours. I say, what? They say, yeah, it's our policy. I say, you received my email yesterday. Would you like me to forward my results? They say, not necessary. We don't accept any excuses for less than 24-hour cancellations. I say, I feel like this is a school system tactic to keep attendance. I, too, am losing money by being ill. I'd be happy to speak with my stylist and the owner to clarify this. I feel like you should be worrying about your employee's health as well as customers. Isn't there a sign on the door to not go there if you're feeling symptoms of COVID? They say, um, well, I'm sorry, they're unavailable. I say, of course they are. I'm getting pretty salty by this point. No problem, I'm going to forward my results to the owner and ask about the COVID policy. I'm also going to inquire with the health department about your stated policy as well. Since I'm paying for the appointment anyway, I'll just come on in. You don't mind that I'm contagious. I'll see you late afternoon. My body threw in a well-timed sneeze at this point. The receptionist says, great, we'll see you later. I'm stewing for about five minutes. And then the owner called. She apologized for the mix-up. I shouldn't have been penalized for having COVID. New receptionist, she was there last month, was the excuse. I did question her policy. That's not for you, it's for chronic cancellations. Uh Uh-huh, sure. For the record, I try to go to the appointment to appease the policy. I guess they really don't want COVID. I can't remember what it was for at this point, but I do remember that there was definitely some place that was like, oh well, we're still going to charge you because we require a 24-hour notice for cancellation. I can't remember if it was like a dermatologist or something like that. Honestly, something that was just like really dumb. Our next story is from PickleRick12321. Big Boss doesn't understand my team. Big Boss pulls my team and I into a big meeting about our timekeeping, early starts, late finishes, long lunches, going to gym midday, etc. I try to explain to her that, unlike other sectors, nurses don't go near their phone 9 to 5. They're usually with patients. Typically, most of our day is admin, email, development, etc. And the early starts are to get the night staff on the phone and late finishes the day staff. The long lunches, midday gym, late start for late finishers, early finish for early starters, etc. And whatever is so that my guys have a work-life balance. Big Boss doesn't like it, insists 9 to 5 like everyone else. My team and I just laughed and said okay. Whole team malicious compliance. No one worked before or after their shift by a minute. Worst two performing months in company history for nursing. Best part is he ended up with a lot of out of hours calls that we usually picked up. Big Boss pulled us all into a meeting today, told us to run things as we saw fit, apologized, and has also offered to pay us for any extra out of hours calls outside of our standard seven hours. I think it's just refreshing that despite the fact that this boss was going and micromanaging and made a colossal error, They weren't too good to apologize and actually not only just apologize but extend themselves out further than they really needed to. And our final story of the day is from Casually Drifting 123. 
They wanted fairness, I was obliged. In the midst of the COVID outbreak, classes were conducted online and so were exams. Grades went up due to the ample opportunity to cheat in both quizzes and exams. The students were told by administrators that they would be accommodating them to help ease with the stress caused by the pandemic. Also, not to hesitate to complain if they felt they weren't treated fairly by any faculty member. A number of students took this as an opportunity to blackmail faculty members to give them extra credits, citing that they were deprived from actual lectures and laboratory sessions and they should be compensated by getting extra credits. A student of mine sent me a message saying that she's not happy with her grade, B+, and should have an A+. She was a C- at best before the pandemic. I told her I'm not giving her marks that she didn't earn, so she ganged up with her classmates and reported me for being unfair to the department. I got an email from the head of department asking me to clarify the issue, and I sent them a spreadsheet with all of my students' marks to check. Everything of course checked out fine. However, the students went ahead and reported me to the dean since they didn't get what they hoped for from the department. The dean spoke to the head of department, and of course, everything was fine. Here's the malicious compliance. When it was time for the final exam, I put over 200 questions on the online question pool, which mixes the questions and every student will have 20 to answer in 45 minutes. So, no student will have the same question. I also changed the wording, different synonyms, in the questions, so no one can search for the answers online using keywords. I made it also so only if you understand the lectures completely, through and through, not just memorizing, then you would be able to answer. When the results came, outstanding students before the pandemic came through with flying colors, while the grades of the rest reflected their actual levels. I didn't hear anyone complaining after that. I mean, ideally the last thing you do is piss off your teacher and give them any excuse to make things harder or add any assignments or whatnot. All these kids did was succeed in making things way harder for everybody in that class. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another compliance story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.